So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen. This. this is Machu Bailey alongside my critique partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And today we have a trailer, well, you know, the trailer, you know, that we're going to finally talk about. Right. Um, and the funny thing is that, you know, we actually brought it up in the middle of uh, ripping apart, you know, G.I. Joe Origins. Um, sorry, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins um, in the last episode. So, like, right after we talked about that, you mentioned, you know, this trailer being leaked. That would be right. Spider-Man Home, right? And then we jumped into um, the Green Knight afterwards, right? So... Monday night, actually, like literally a day uh, after the recording, um, after we re- after re- we recorded that episode, um, the trailer came out, right? So you right. know, we will finally share our thoughts on that, right? Um, also, I have a couple of um, album shoutouts I'm gonna do. Just basically albums I've covered really this year through Fiverr that you know I just wanna you know give a shout out to basically. That's you know for people who aren't any new. Also. Um, we're going to finally talk about season one of Blind Spotting. This is the official series based off of my, well, sorry, our, our favorite movie uh, of, of 27, sorry, 2018, sorry. Right, yeah. um, and in my opinion, one of the best movies of the decade, um, of the same, yeah. right? Blind Spotting, yeah. right? Um, also, I will talk about Summertime. This is the newest film from Carlos Lopez Estrada. This is his sophomore film. And this is actually the guy who directed Blind Spot in two years ago, right? right? Sorry, three years ago, right? So this is the newest film. I'll share my thoughts on that. Um, we will talk about Tuka and Booty season two, um, right. which, you know, is not on Netflix anymore since, you know, the kind folks on Netflix decided to cancel it. Now it's on Adult Swim. And I'll talk about right. why that was like a perfect, you know, choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And last but not least, we're going to talk about the newest feature from Trinbegonian filmmaker... Keon Byron. That would be right. after the apocalypse, or the long title is after the apocalypse, only the strong survive. All right. So without further ado, without further ado, sorry, let me talk about that trailer that dropped Monday night. As a Monday Times recording here, right? I mean, we we were hearing through the grapevine because eh? you know, as you said, um, you know, earlier on, um, you know, the trailer actually leaked Sunday nights, right? Right. And right. we were like, okay, well, trailer leak, oh shit, right? But, you know, I didn't even know till like after the fact, right, that there was this event, this uh, 4D event called CinemaCon, right? So all the big players, all the big studios come through and pretty much kind of just letting people know, hey, this is we slate of films for 2022 or um, late 2021, go up to 2022, basically. Um, And, you know, it's just the the heavy hitters now. So, you know, much to our surprise, you know, I mean, well, Sony was the first um, studio to to put out this stuff, um, you know, at at that expo. And, you know, they, they, they dropped the trailer for the show here, right? But um, we just thought, well, all right, well, it, it showed is, so, you know, we'll see it a couple of days afterwards. But knowing, you know, what, what the MCU has done, you know, with, um, with, their, with their trailers, um, not all the time, but ever so often, you know, dropping it on a Monday, right? Um, they actually did that, but in this case, they dropped it Monday night, right? So, 
we learned our lessons from last time where we waited till the weekend to talk about the Eternal trailer, which literally dropped last week, Monday, times recording here. So now we're going to finally talk about the trailer for the DualSense wireless controllers for PS5. What? <laughs> no, dude, this is literally what appears at the end of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Heighten your senses, some wireless controllers for PS5. Remember it's Sony, right? So Sony had a kind of squeeze itself into it. It can't just be a Marvel thing. It had to be something about the products, right? But whatever, right? So dumb joke right. aside, yes, we're finally going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, the trailer, right? Um, I saw it when it came out, uh, you know, Monday night, yeah. I, as I imagine you did. Uh, millions of people did, you know, me and around the world. Um, just getting this out of the way, I absolutely love this. Um, it's a great teaser trailer, and I like the, the fact that it's a teaser trailer because, boy, they just give you so much, boy, so much Easter eggs, so much theories and theory videos just popped up, you know what I mean, um, ever since this um, this trailer was dropped. Um, and it's just, like, just amazing, though. And, you know, it just really shows just where the MCU is at right now, where, you know, it's not just a Spider-Man movie, but also we have Doctor Strange before he even comes out with the, you know, with his film, his sequel, you know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, right? Um, I I love the setup for this. I love that it follows, well, of course, it follows right after um, where the last film left off, where, you know, uh, Mysterio actually, you know, revealed to the world that Peter Parker is actually Spider-Man, right? So, of course, you know, he's public um, public enemy number one, thanks to J. Right. Jonah Jameson. Um, of course, you know, it's affecting his um, his public and personal life, especially with his, you know, um, bestie to uh, about to be girlfriend, pretty much. Uh, well, sorry, I like actually girlfriend, um, you know, um, MJ, played by Zendaya, right? Um, I just love the idea of, and, you know, maybe you could answer this, Ricardo, maybe it's based off of a comic where he enlists the assistance of, you know, Dr. Stephen Strange, right. you know, just to help him out now, which is, uh, and basically he, just for the world to not know that he is actually Spider-Man, right? right. So, yeah, I mean, um, Strange reluctantly comes up with a spell. Um, I like how he tells him, you know, well, basically the whole idea is that, you know, the whole world will know who you are, right? But, you know, while he's doing his stuff now, you know what I mean? It's like, well, what, uh, what, what, about, what about Aunt May? What about MG? It's like, no, you know what I mean? Don't be, you know, seeing, uh, don't be calling out names. Uh, and of course, his spell goes wrong and, you know, it just opens up just insanity, basically, right? So we see shots of him in the Miraverse. Uh, we see what may possibly be um, Electro, but not right. the um, blue light Electro, Electro that we saw in the Amazing Spider-Man 2, that God of film. Uh, but more the traditional yellow light, basically. Uh, we also see bits of Sandman. I, I, right. I was wondering if that was him, but I look at it a few more times, like, yeah, that, it, it had to be him. Like, cloudy, you know, sandy guy, it had to be him, right? But of course, the two big, big uh, moments have to be, you know what I mean, um, you know, the reveal somewhat of the Green Goblin, but not just the Green Goblin, but William Dafoe's Green Goblin, right? So that's telling yeah. you, oh, we're going to, you know, 2002 Spider-Man, we're going to Sam Raimi Spider-Man, right? right. And then they drop the surprise of all surprise, you know, I mean, we, we know it. We saw it through the grapevine and all that kind of stuff, right? We heard it through, you know, rumors and tabloids and all that kind of stuff. Um, Alfred Molina returning as, you know, Doc Ock, arguably the best villain of, um, you know, of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. And of course, from Spider-Man 2, arguably the best Spider-Man movie ever made. I've seen that yeah. one time. I'm sorry for y'all MCU lovers and all that kind of stuff, but no, Spider-Man 2 is up there, right? It's, it's the best, right? So yeah, seeing him there, yes, he's the age, and but I just love the fact that you know, it's him, right? It, but it looks like a younger him, which, you know, has, you know, people kind of speculated what's going on here too, right? right. 
So, yeah, before we get into, you know, what we think will happen going forward uh, with this movie here and, you know, going forward, um, Ricardo, just your thoughts on the trailer itself before we jump right, into Right, so, theory. as I say, this trailer, is, it's, it's, as, a, as a trailer, don't make, like, I, okay, so I don't understand why, this, why people have so much hype for this trailer as it is. Like, I get nostalgia-wise, yeah, I get why. But, like, it, it, it have more hype than Avengers, from what I understand, in terms of numbers. Um, and I, it's like, all right, I, I didn't think the trailer was all that special or anything like that. Other no, than no. the fact, other than the fact that if you read it, if you don't, if you read it straightforward, it's not that interesting. If you realize, okay, it might have a lot of shenanigans going on in terms of the misleading nature of the trailer, then it gets interesting. So, first question: eh, Doctor Strange supposed to be that incompetent? That make any sense to anybody? I, right? I, I don't think so because, right, like, so, like this. Even like okay, so for example, the wink that he does um, yeah. when you know Bending Wong's character tells him, you know, you're not supposed to do it. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do it, man. No, no, no. You know what I mean? So yeah, we we all. I, I mean, a majority of us are thinking, okay, something's up with him, right? And and even if the spell involves not like. You know, like okay, so Strange has to be completely focused. So if you keep dropping names on him, especially remember, take take into consideration the fact that he doesn't know who these characters are. You know, so it's like okay, I, I need to to concentrate, right? But even still, you you think that somebody like him would have mentioned that to to Parker before he even started doing the spell, before he even you know goes down into that well, um, that yeah, area. Yeah, first, yeah so. exactly. No, but all of that is thing. There's a little red flag. So like, why is the the sanctum all you know? Um, on, um, you know, um, somewhat. No, well, it's on the snow. Like, why is it right. frozen for like that? Is there any reason for that to happen? And mm. it basically, the all the evidence shows that uh, that guy is not Doctor Strange, or at least not our Doctor Strange. So here's the thing: uh, we have to wait till. Well, I suspect is at the finale or something close to the end of the finale of Water will lead straight into this one. And uh, what, I, mm. what I suspect is going on. This just my quick little fan theory is that uh, that Doctor Strange is a variant. Of ones and and or it could possibly be um Mephisto maybe because right, right. Mephisto is because everybody is thinking about Mephisto with, with wonder but if you want big Mephisto storyline uh two famous Spider-Man stories right one more day and one moment in time right like uh that's like probably two well one more day is one of the most notorious um Spider-Man stories right for better or for worse it, it did a big reset uh you know why. And then one moment in time also did a big, well, I kind of fixed the reset. I, I would argue one moment in time kind of fixed a lot of one more day, to be honest. Um, especially with the big reveal at the end of that. And yeah, that's why I feel that they're going with that. So it's more one more one moment in time than one more day. We'll see. That's pretty much what I think is going on. So like all of this chicanery and that Doctor Strange fighting is really not the real Doctor Strange. Like that guy is a variant, right? Or something along those lines. Right, if they're, if they're leading into a multiverse, they're really gonna lead into a multiverse hard. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. Okay, okay. Um, not, 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 not to say about the trailer stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fan service stuff. Like nothing about it. That like I'm not excited for Doc Ock, but again, because it's it doing all of that multiverse chicanery, I, I kind of really care. Like I know none of it gonna last or stick, maybe. So that's why I'm not like that interested in it. Um, it's like okay, like it's fun, I suppose. But like nothing about it that interesting because it just it's just clearly fan service hype stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It is, it is um, to to extent. Yeah, um, and, and I guess it kind of has to be that way because, well, you know, 
it's it's Sony, right? It's Sony and yeah. and Marvel Studios, you know, doing their thing, right? But yeah, um, f- as far as like theories go, like I mean, there's a bunch of theory videos that that popped up right afterwards, though. So, uh, I'm not gonna go through all of them, though. But just just a few that 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 stood out to me, right? Um, you know, the the, the possibility of the Sinister Six. Remember, this was something that, um, you know, um, Sony was trying to, to to bring to screen since um the end of. I mean, it's the Spider-Man too, right? I was always, right. I was almost going to say the first one, but actually the second one, right? Yeah, um, second which, one which, that, that started up. But again, again, I, I think all of that is is a distraction. Like, I don't think they're like Sony might, you know, given given Sony is a hot mess with the material, but I don't know what's going on with the MCU itself. Like, I don't think I think all of that is a distraction, to be honest. Right, right, right. And and remember, it's it's well, I mean. Spider-Man's a, a, a MCU character now, right? So I don't think that Kevin gonna let Kevin Feige gonna let Sony be like, oh, oh well, you know, like I, I, I hope that we don't get a repeat of um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, where you know, it's all these, oh, well, you know, coming soon, we're gonna get these characters, exactly. we're gonna get this, it's like, no, but, no, no, that's, that's, that's not a story, please. Yes, no, uh, they, 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 they have been hinting at it kind of in the MCU, right, you know, because we see um, this one, in, I think he either in Mobius or um, thing? Mo- uh, Mo- Mobius. And more, right, um, we call him uh, Volchana. Yeah, like a tiki shop in a trailer. So like they might do that with him, maybe. And then we're not sure going on it with the whole Venom Carnage stuff. Maybe like again, I think they're gonna do us in the success with this movie. It's just it's gonna be a, a big like misdirection. Like and then the, the Sony people will will take those scraps and and try to run with it, maybe right. Um, mm. but that that is why I'm not really like too hyped up over the um. You know the the sinister sticks up because is a is a is a it really coming across like a big um, misdirection to be honest. Right, right, right. Also, this this Easter egg that uh, well supposed Easter egg thing. So people like Rel going off off of this particular shot where you see um this is where um Peter's in the interrogation room and the guy was asking him you know me like oh well you know you're you're Spider Man it's like no um or you uh, you control those drones like no I don't know about any right, drones right. or whatever it is right and, and you see that one like, guy you know me with with the um with the, the papers. Yeah. right some of the people they hear that turn right. turn 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 and people thinking oh my god that that's Mark Murdock that's that's Netflix's right. you know Daredevil and I'm like <laughs> this is so I mean yeah. The and, thing is, and, and oh, one one thing quickly, right? And for me, even if it is, even if it is, um, why? That that that's not me seeing well, that I, again, you shouldn't have I, a mini film, or if uh, you know, like, because I don't know for sure, honestly, if he's going to be in it or not. I didn't really read up so much on whether he's going to be in it, but still, it's just like, well, he's not going to be like the big highlight of the movie anyway, so. I no, don't really think that it's him. I could be wrong, but I I'm not gonna go into the show like oh my god. Well, I hope I hope uh, I hope that it's gonna be him, man. Eh? Because if it's not him, I'm gonna be disappointed. It's like, well, it's like well, if he there, then all right, a ball only place, okay. But I'm not I'm not going to see him. Right. You know, I'm not no. gonna watch the show to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it could be true because if it's one thing, the Spider-Man movies have been doing a good job is they know to keep stuff close to the chest. Um, for every one of their movies, they they they, they kept stuff close to the chest all of the movies right so no one i don't know anybody who knew that j jonah jameson was going to be in the last film um no one knew that vulture was going to be the big twist in the first film for example right stuff like that so that's why like it's stuff that i don't mind but again i suspect given given the the, the track record of this franchise i really suspect we're gonna get a um it's a big big you know the whole sinister six stuff is a big misdirection i don't know that's just me it could be that is as it is, eh? but I feel it have a 
really big weird stuff going on. I think I think if it's anything, I really think that Mephisto is a strange variant. That is my personal my pet theory, right? Mephisto is a strange variant. Um, so that's how I feel in, how I feel about that. But that's about it. Right. And and last thing last though, um everybody's seeing that, you know, similar to Wanda and, and, and Loki, you know what I mean? Spider Man fucked up the, the, the um the, the, the timeline. Yeah, exactly. so to that's, speak. A, that's another thing that the whole thing uh, that, that that's another quotes... thing that I, I feel in particular is a misdirection, you know what I mean? Because right, I right. think it more has to do with what happened with uh, with Loki, um and uh right. extent um uh Vision. Not so much Oh, you did it like like you know well, the, the, the first two tried and they kind of did the thing, but nah nah no no you you, you you did it to a certain extreme now. I don't right. see it like that. So there there's a fan theory that says that how the events of Wonder Vision when Wonder unlock a unlock a powers at the end there, right? Mm. That was the moment when the stuff everything break. Somebody was making was making that point that how right. remember when he when the one who remains recognize that things change that's the time and they, they say in the time in the um the time stamp that's the same time in the final episode of wonder vision and that's why it line up I'm like all right if it, it's it's good evidence and i actually like it but yeah uh that could be the case but as i said to me a lot of it is just misdirection that's what i think. i just not that impressed with the whole sinister six stuff like they're gonna do something but i don't think it's gonna be something in the way they mm-hmm. think it is like I, I think a, a lot of it has to do with what's going on with Doctor Strange, and and I really do think they're doing the Mephisto thing, maybe, right, maybe. But we'll see how they see what they do with the final. Right, right, and and in closing now, um, you know, I I just hope just as a whole that you know this movie turns out better than the the last film, right? Because um, you know, what I mean, like I was not like completely wowed by you know yeah. the that 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 film like it, it had you know its moments and stuff like that but um you know I, I felt like the the whole misdirection that they did with um with uh with with Mysterio didn't quite didn't hit the landing as much as i expected yeah. right like it was it was an interesting idea like concept wise but just excuses it's like uh not so much right you know um but i do hope just 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 keeping my fingers crossed that they don't rely too heavily on fans who so it's like oh well you know, for you to understand this, you you have to watch Sam Raimi's films or right. you know the the Andrew Garfield starring films, all that kind of stuff, right? Right. I I don't want too much fan service though in in yeah. this film here. Like it should be able to stand on its own as an MCU film, but kind of cater to what Sony was you know trying to do with the property for like what two decades, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. you know everybody kind of get kind of get um you know they they you know they get a little fair share basically, right? But um, I hope. Not to the extent of you know the direction of um, fees for the MC. So yeah, um, excited to see this movie come out. Um, well, sorry to see the show in theaters. I do hope that um, cinemas will be open to see this. Sorry, so I could see this um, December seventeenth. Um, I am not sure at the moment if we will even get to see um, Shang Chi in theaters, way. But then again, I guess we have to wait until you know the the um, the head honcho himself. Um, Mr. Keith really tells us if 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 uh, if cinemas will be open, um, you know, in in September or not. But right, right, right. It'll kind of suck. You know, I mean, everybody pr- done already praising Shang Chi. You know, what I mean, and we just say like, well, I guess we have to wait, you know, uh, forty five days until we see it. You know, right. But yeah, other than that, though, um, impressed by by the trailer here. I, I I love how we got a lot of people, you know, thinking and speculating all that kind of stuff. But I just hope that payoff-wise, though, that it is worth it. I hope that they don't stumble with all this amount of material, if you understand what I'm saying, 
because um, remember, you know, um, you can you seen this happen before with the Amazing Spider-Man too? It's like, yeah. all right, well, we we have to keep to the um, you have to give your sentence six. We have to give you all these little things now, but you know, you kind of forget at the heart of it all the story. What's the story yeah. about, right? So, yeah. any any last words? Yeah, uh, as I say, I I don't know why people are super hyped over this trailer. Other than the the, the fanboy in this boy service stuff, yeah, but I'm not. I get it, but I don't get it. Like at the same time, it's like it had nothing in it that really wow me. Um, pussy. Like people like it, and I get why you would like it. But other than the fanboy stuff, it have no one thing that's truly like engaging to me, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, whatever. I mean, looking good, looking great. So cool. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I I do hope though, with since since they bring him back with him, the full um, uh, Green Goblin. I I yeah. I mean, yes, we heard, we hear the voice, but that could be a misdirection, right? So just say I don't let um just just letting you all know, right? Um, I I do hope though, because I mean, as as much as we we praise the you know the 2002 um Spider-Man movie, um that 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 Green Goblin suit though. Yeah, China, China. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 wasn't good back then, and like for me, like it it never like bugged me when I when I first saw the movie. Ha, <laughs> bug right? Uh, to be honest, because you know it was just, hey, we we get a, a Spider-Man movie for real this time, right? So, if if this is the design of Green Goblin, if the the suit have to have the mouth open and you hear Willem Dafoe talk threateningly through it, then, okay, uh, I guess that's what we had to do. But right. you don't look at it now, like, you know, nine, oh, sorry, 19 years later, it's just like, well, come on, guys. Like, like come on, right? So I hope at least with uh, with this new movie here, if he is if he is going to be in the show for sure, um, yeah, they, they, they really had to do some upgrades on on, uh, on that on that suit for real, man, for real. That was it. You notice it, we in the air to see him, you know, we get to see Doc Talk, but not him. I'm trying to tell you, you know, that was it. True. Is, is, uh, I am not I'm not particularly convinced that it's a big like misdirection and not really that convinced with all of that to be honest. However. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Alright, so let's take a little trip now to the to the to the west coast, to the west side for a bit. Um so you know, as as before, I'm gonna do a couple of um album shoutouts, then I'm gonna jump into season one of Blind Spotting. And then uh, Summertime. Um, this is the newest film from uh, Carlos Lopez Estrada, right? So to kick things off, um, you know, with the album shout-out, um, shout-out to Killeron. Um, this is the official CEO of the Californian-based hip-hop collective Drudians um, uh, for his new record, The Implementer, right? So I covered this album um, earlier this year, right? Uh, so... This is, as I said before, this is a hip-hop collective. They've been doing the thing for some years now. And for me, The Implementer was my official introduction to this group, right? And on this record here, we get some great production. We get a lot of slappers. Uh, we get some great great guest features from Drudian members like Too Nasty, Sneak Rothstein, and Irie2012, um, all of whom appear on this posse cut called Drudian Membership, right? So what I really dug about this album here was its overall self-awareness, right? In the sense that they know that, you know, when it comes to bars and production, you know, they're the shit, right? But, um, you know, it's they they have to kind of weigh the waters, basically. They have to weigh through all this mediocrity into these hip-hop, basically, just to be noticed, right? Um, which is something that they address um, throughout the album, like uh, uh, throughout this album, like on the single Rap Lives Matter, right? And, you know, there's a lot of setbacks and obstacles in the music biz as well, especially for underground artists that they have to deal with as well, right? But 
you know, um, I also uh, 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 really dug the the fact that they, they they stay true to the art form of hip hop, right? So, as well as the artists that help pave the way for you know them and you know for other MCs as well, right? So some of whom uh, Killer Ron plays tribute with uh, tribute to, sorry, on the track Guns and Butter, right? So right. keeping with 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 Drudians for a bit now, I uh, also want to make mention of the new collaborative album from Killer Ron and Irie Twenty Twelve call 2020 hindsight right i actually covered this a few months after the implementer and as the title implies um you know just like us i mean we've all learned a lot from 2020 um it, it really shaped us you know for better or for worse now and you know in their case instead of like throwing any towel and giving up you know i mean they're just pretty much going harder than ever on their writing and their rapping right uh the chemistry between the two uh is magnetic we get some great tracks from them like perfect uh, panic buttons and life as we know it right and you know I, I really dug the optimistic vibe that you get from the album too you know what i mean it's not as dour as you know the 2020 might allude you know what i mean it, it's just like all right you know what i mean we've we've been through it but you know now let's just stay focused let's just do our thing man and let me just rep julian to the fullest so yeah uh those are two solid albums from you know the julian camp um definitely check those out and also check out the official website everything um, they have, you know, for new music, uh, merch, music videos, podcasts, and so on. So, keeping with the West Coast again, um, well, even further, I should say, uh, let's finally talk about Blind Spotting Season 1. Um, Ricardo, sure. I take it you didn't, you didn't see this, this show? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, shame on you. <laughs> but understand, you know, time and all that kind of stuff, right? And for me, this was something that I, you know, put off for the past couple episodes because of you know just things got in the way right um but i finally took the time a few days ago to to watch this right and just for those who don't know um it is based off of the excellent um movie you know blind spotting um which is a show that you know both of us you know praised we yeah. absolutely loved we ranked it as much uh, as, as amongst the best films of the decade and you know it, it's just a show that i really 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 love right um so yeah this is basically a spin-off of that or i should say a continuation of it right um it is created and produced by you know the two leads from the film that would be rafael Casal, um who plays miles yeah. and my boy david diggs who plays colin right Right now, for some strange reason, um, the V Diggs isn't in the show. Um, well, he can he, he, so. he makes a kind of brief appearance in the final episode. That's all we'll see. I'm not gonna see how. Um, uh, but I just assume it's because you know he has other priorities. I guess. You yeah, know, he's with, kind of a with, big with, with, yeah, yeah, I mean, he 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 and Snoopy are now, right? So exactly. It's like, yeah. yeah, you gotta focus on that, right? So yeah, what's Raphael left to do? Yeah, he blew up. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, and yeah, I mean, ever since I saw him in, in you know, in the film, in, in Blind Spot, in the movie, and also uh, Hamilton, um, a year afterwards, right. I was just like, sorry, not a year after, uh, last year, I should say. Yeah, I was like, dude, like, this this guy is a shit, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been a huge fan of his group clipping for, you know, um, years now, um, and, you know, yeah, I, I've, I've been loving I like him his Central Park. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Central Park. I, I still, I still have to see that show. Wow, right? Um, but yeah, moving on, right? So this this this, this series, or should I say, the season, um, centers or uh, centers on Miles's um girlfriend and baby mama, um Ashley, played by Jasmine Cephas Jones, right? Yeah. Um, if you remember from from the film, um, they they actually have a son, um, named Sean, 
And this takes place roughly a few months after the events of the first film, right? So what happens is that uh, Miles gets arrested for, you know, trying to sell, you know, some MDMA, you know, type um, drugs, basically. You know, we just uh, get by, basically. So he gets arrested. Um, and it's just mainly about Ashley just trying to to deal with the fact that, you know, Miles isn't there in her life anymore. But not so much in her life, but also in her son's life, right? So there's, like, a, a huge amount of time where she doesn't even know how to tell Sean that, you know, her, um, you know that, that his father is in prison, right? Um, also, we're introduced to, you know, a few other characters as well. We, we actually see Colin's sister, uh, who actually, uh, who plays, uh, sorry, her name is um, Janelle. Uh, she actually shows back up from Bali. Like, she was apparently in Bali for a while, you know what I mean? And we, we get to learn why, basically, right? Um, but because of what's going on with uh, with Ashley now, she actually moves over to Miles's uh, mother's home, right? And uh, it's ironic, though, that um, the mother now is named Rini, right? So it's uh, Ma Rini, right? Get it, right? And she's okay, played okay. by, yeah, right? Like Ma Rini's Black Bottom, right? And she's played by Helen Hunt of all people. Right. Okay. So she moves over um, to, to uh, Rini's house, basically. Well, sorry, to, to Miles' mom's house, basically, right? We're also introduced to uh, Miles' half-sister, Trish, who's played by um, Jalen Barron. Um, she is Hispanic. And, you know, we kind of learn why, you know, you know, what, what, what went on there. Because <laughs> if it's one thing um, about, you know, Miles' character in the first film, is that you know he he acts black right and you know the show actually addresses why he acts that way you know what i mean so upon first glance he comes off like a like a you know like a culture vulture you know, or wigger but you know he actually learned that oh it's more of a product of a, of my environment kind of scenario right so yeah so ashley is there you know what i mean just trying to go through just day to day um she has a day job actually um at this um fancy hotel basically but you know ever so often she will just have these sort of flights of fans um fantasy basically about how to deal with the situation how to deal with life and all that kind of stuff and just you know just pressure you know, you know what i mean with just um people kind of looking down at her like oh you mean your 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 baby daddy in jail for you know bullshit right and all that kind of stuff right but also we're we're, we're introduced to the last character we're going to talk about on the character of Earl, who is played by benjamin Earl turner right uh this is a new character that's introduced to the show here and he befriends um janelle right as in cullen's sister right and he's just this guy who is under house arrest, right? He was arrested for um, weed possession. Um, he, his dad was a cook, and he actually got arrested outside of the of the restaurant itself. So um, yeah, so he has this um, this ankle monitor and stuff like that, and there's like this running gag involving him having to walk around with this long like extension cord now, which is you know attached to the to the um, to the ankle monitor, right? Um, but you know. He, you, you kind of learn stuff about him as well too, and you know, like early on, kind of comes off like a goof, like oh, he just looks kind of silly with this thing on. But you know, he's he's going through a lot of trouble and hurt as well, right? Because um, for one thing, you know, he's trying to get a job, right? He he's trying to like kind of earn his way back into society, right? Uh, he has a you know a parole officer who I swear was in the first film, like I swear it was the same guy who right. was with Colin, but I could be wrong, but it looked eerily like him. Um, but you know, it's just like you know, I just trying to be a better person, but you know, just circumstances just get in the way of that, and um, you, you see how it, it just fills him with dread, especially with having to be 
at his home, at his premises, at a certain time. I mean, or else that that light on the ankle monitor goes red, right? So just drama involving with that. And ever so often, you will see Miles himself, you know, mean in prison. Um, actually, they, they use him as a great plot device because um, he actually does the previously on blind spotting segments at the beginning of the of um you know the episodes, right? I love how it's set up to where it's more like I just kind of found out these things because um I made a call and people told me this or you know um ashley visited me and told me what's going on right and there's this um subplot involving well you know him wanting to to meet his son right but um right you know again it's just like ashley just doesn't want the son to know that you know um his his dad is in prison and for good reason as well right and i'll stop there right so i will just say this right off the bat as a fan of this uh, as a fan of the original movie um i imagine if you are a fan of this uh, of the movie itself yeah you will absolutely love this show and for me yeah I, I i absolutely love this i have little to no issues like serious issues with it though but for me it just felt like a like just a perfect extension of what we got with the film itself right um I love how, you know, it just kind of takes us back into Oakland. It feels like, you know, we haven't left. We we explore more of the world of, of, of this place, basically, and the characters um, themselves. I love that we see more of um, Jasmine's character in this uh, uh, as well. Because she was there, but not as much. She was just there, basically, to look after Sean, right? And, you know, uh, just, just her being the, the, the centerpiece of the show worked for me. Uh, although uh, I kind of miss, you know, David Diggs' character. I kind of miss seeing him. Uh, I kind of miss the, 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 the rapport that um, he had with, with, um, with you know, uh, Raphael's yeah, character as well. To, yeah, to, to, well me, that, that really, to me, to me that, that's, that's, that's what made core. Blind Spot yeah. work for me. Just seeing yeah, two of them core, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of the core of it, I find. Right? So it's kind of weird to hear nothing at all. Um, yeah, 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 but but the but you know what well, well, I love this um this this season here though is that even though he's not here, uh okay so to see it just right off the bat, I love that the show does not really rely on Colin and Miles to sell the show. Like it would yep. have been easy to just do that and just be like, oh, the food adventures of Colin and Miles. But no, you want to explore more of this world. So let's touch on a character who we saw a few times in the movie and let's see her journey. Let's see how she deals with life, right? So you see things from, you know, a similar but yet different perspective, right? So I love that. Um, of course, didn't expect to see Helen Hunt in this, but I thought that, because, um, you know, not, not the biggest fan of Helen Hunt, but, you know, I felt that, like, her character was just so, so distinct from what we've seen before, especially, like, how you associate her with these 90s rom-coms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Basically, she's kind of like a, a, a elderly hipster kind of character. You know I mean? She has no problem smoking weed or she has no problem, you know, um, you know, taking weed from people or whatnot. You know I mean? She's, she has a kind of free spirit vibe about her, but, you know, there's these moments where she's talking talking to um, her, you know, half to, um, to her daughter, basically, you know what I mean? Because oh, I forgot to mention what, what Trish is trying to do, basically, is that, well, she works at a strip club and, you know, she and her friends, basically, they hang out there, they, you know, but they, they're using, like, um, Instagram and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, right. other social platforms to promote themselves before they even hit the club, right? So in the opening episode, you literally see them, like, you know, um, dressed skimpily and all that kind of stuff, and they're just doing little social media shit there. So there's a subplot involving her because yeah, she kind of wants to be independent as well, right? She's she's fed up of you know working for someone else, so she wants to start her own business. But 
she kind of wants to do the same thing where it's like you know i i i, I want to sell skin basically right? that that's what it is right um but i love how the you know like the the, the show builds her up as this three-dimensional character so no she's just not she, she is she's more than just a pretty face right you know she there, there's layers to her character all that kind of stuff um she she does fall into the ratchet you know um formula but um how Jalen plays the character though is is quite hilarious as well right so you laugh but at the same time you, you, you know she feels uh, relatable sorry not relatable she feels real you know what I mean and that's another thing I love about the show how real these characters feel like similar to the film itself right um once again it's very 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 well shot though um you know exquisite cinematography um you could tell that uh, you know similar to the first film it's a love letter to oakland right you know the culture yeah. um the music in particular um the lifestyles all those things though are just on full display here but it's not too much in your face it's not too much a love letter but it's just at the same time yeah you know what i mean it's oakland you know what i mean showing oakland love right um, also, similar to the first film, you know, they do touch on a serious issue. In this case, it's, you know, the, the, the prison system, the American prison system, right? And how it seems that, oh, well, you know, you do the crime, you do the time, right? But at the same time, it's how, yeah, uh, how, how admittedly unfair it is, right? Especially to minorities, right? It's kind of ironic now that, you know, Miles being a white character has to go through this, right? But you see it now in relation to his son, right? Who is just six years old and he doesn't even know what's going on, right? So you kind of understand how, you know, how 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 much of a challenge it would have to be for someone like um like um Ashley to to tell her son this, right? Um and and it works so you really get some some great emotional moments out of it. But uh, I love that they didn't just stick with just you know him with uh, with his issue. You also have Ill's situation as well, right? Him just trying to be this upstanding citizen, but at the same time he just kind of feels like he just has to push himself even further just so he he would avoid being you know arrested again, right? And you do see the fear, you know what I mean? Especially with him, there's like a few moments of him literally trying to run home, you know what I mean, before that 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 um that ankle monitor goes off, you know what I mean? And at times you kinda of play it off for last, but no, you, you really do get the seriousness of it all. And um where it ends for this character though, um is yeah, I, I, without spoiling anything, is is admittedly one of the show's um biggest, you know, um gut punches, I would say. Cause I mean, yes, the, the, the show itself, just like the film, has a somewhat lighthearted approach to things though. Like, you know, it's a slice of life kind of thing, but at the same time, ever so often it will hit your doses of reality. Like, no, like shit could get real here, you know what I mean? Like not everything is gonna be all, you know, um smiles and whatnot, right? right. Things bad things could happen, right? And you do see that, right? Um, they also do the sort of how 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 to describe it, sort of flights of fancy fancy moments basically, where a character might just break out into not song, but like just do like a rap basically. So remember, um remember Colin was the one who did that in the film as well, right? So he was doing it with uh, with Miles just for fun and then in the climax of the movie, which I absolutely love, it shook me to the core. I never forgot how I felt when I first saw it. And every time I see it, it always like just stirs me, right? Um, you know what I mean? Him rapping in front of the of the cop, right? Of the policeman, yeah. right? So they do that, but it's more of um just in my thoughts. Um this is Ashley's uh, Ashley, by the way. And you know, she would just kind of do the rapping as well, right? And you could tell it's David writing the lyrics for her, right? Oh, maybe she just kind of put in her own input. I don't know, right? Um, other characters would do the same thing as well, though. Um, would do like little raps and stuff like that. Um, but it's never in a gimmicky way. It's more like, 
okay, we just have to be distinct. We just have to be different. This is characters in the head. This is how they see things, right? And you know, ever so often now, you would see, you know, um, the, the, the visuals change slightly, right? You know what I mean? You will see something a little fantastical, a little bit. Like case in point, you will see these um, these hip-hop dancers will just show up. It's always like the same two guys with like uh, 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 more people as well. Like they would just do like these... It's more like interpretive dance, but it's, you know, hip-hop dance at the same time too, right? But they always kind of show up to just add this sort of, like, level of gravitas to what's going on, right? And in really simple ways too. So it, it adds a little artistic flair to to the show here, right? Um, and then finally, in terms of just where the story goes, I, I dug it though. It feels it feels um, logical. It, 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 yeah. it, it feels a way the where the story goes, how the story plays out as well, um, character decisions, you know what I mean? And, you know, just points again, you know what I mean? Just in terms of just great characterization, you understand where Ashley's coming from, you know what I mean? You understand where um, Earl and Janelle and Trish and, you know, Rini, you know, you, 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 they really do feel like real characters, right? With with personalities and experiences and all that kind of stuff, right? So, you know, you're just kind of watching them just go through the motions, but, you know, in a way, you, you just love them, right? And that's, that's always the biggest strength of the, the film itself and it carries across in the series here how likable these characters are you know what i mean yeah you just love seeing them on screen you know what i mean um i i do wish that we we, we got to see david like like on screen but uh, yeah. it, it just didn't happen but without spoiling much though i do suspect that he will show up in a season too they, they, they're trying to hint that he will appear in you know the second season i do hope that we get the second season here um but in closing, um, this is a show that is guaranteed to to entertain fans of the of the original film itself, and you know because of how relatively low budget um, the the first film um, was, it makes sense to make this transition to to TV. It makes sense, right? So um, I would uh, like I would say don't go into the scene that oh well, this is the new Atlanta or this is the new Insecure, right? But they do have similar tropes and you know. Um, attributes about them, right? Um, especially like Atlanta's, you know, um, weird weirdness, basically kind of Twin Peak esque kind of vibe to it, right? And you know, insecures, you know, hey, it's millennials, right? And you know, we 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 trying to get by, even though we have money, you know, we still we still going through shit, you know, what I mean that that's that's how right. it is, right? So it's kind of a mixture of the two, but still with you know, blind spottings, um, social commentary, um, likable characters, and just you know that Oakland love and you know all that good stuff, right? So yeah, for me, I'm gonna give this a strong four to a very like four four and a half out of five, man. Right. I okay. totally enjoyed this. Um, and I would say just oh, in, in, well, last thing I would say though, um, this was so well done though that you don't even need to watch the first film to get into it. It, it it's right. it's that it's that good. It's that like, well. Kind of song like um when uh, God, she gotta have it. Uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like you don't need to see the original film, even though it's yeah. technically a remake of that that film, right? So right. in a sense, right? But you don't need to see the old film. But yeah, um. So while I do recommend watching the, the movie, because the movie is excellent, again one of the best movies of the decade. Um, uh, I love that the, this show here 
does not rely on you know that 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 movie to 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 tell its story and make it and make itself work right you could kind of jump into this thing blind and pretty much understand what's going on right yeah um ever so often you will show they will have references there's a particular character who was this a standout in the film because of how hilarious he was on screen and what he says he makes an appearance as well too that caught me completely by surprise and i got to see who but even if you don't know who the character is he's still funny as hell right so right. you know you enjoy it like that so yeah, um, don't don't skip on this one though. This, but you know, this and the other film I'm going to talk about. Um, I feel like these are two shows that are going to slip on the people's readers, unfortunately, because they're not being heavily promoted or talked about and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I do strongly recommend checking out Blind Spot in the TV series, and you know, here's hoping that we get a second season for sure. Right. Right. So speaking of shows that may slip under people's readers, um, let me talk about Summertime. This is the second feature from Carlos Lopez Estrada. He directed, you know, Blind Spotting. Yeah. Um, and this show is quite <laughs> fascinating, I must say, right? Um, I went into this completely blind. I, I just kind of went in doing it's from the guy who directed Blind Spotting. I loved Blind Spotting, so I had no clue what to get with this movie here. I just knew the title. I just have a feeling. It's about, you know, summertime, right? In in LA, right? And, you know, it's that, but it's different, right? So what it's about, right? Um, if you're familiar with um with a movie from uh Richard Linklater, Linklater, sorry, Linklater, whatever it is, called Slacker. That's his um yeah, right. yeah. Right. And uh Robert Altman's um shortcuts. It's oh, okay. that same style where it's a bunch of characters, you know what I mean? Like in this case, it's 25 um, characters. I believe it's the same amount as slackers and um, and shortcuts, right? Yeah. And we're just kind of following them throughout one day in LA, but characters is kind of like they, they introduced to one and then they will just go off after the scene is done and then we introduce someone else and then someone else and then ever so often characters will bounce off each other and then they'll run into other characters and it's, it's that, right? Yeah. And I personally am not a particular. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that style, um, especially with, with 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 like Slacker because I I saw Slacker once. I was just like, oh, all right, that that was that. Okay, I, I understand why it's a cult, cult classic. I understand why why it's a you know a classic indie movie film, but it just wasn't for me because I just saw characters come in and out, and I didn't really care about none of them. Right? It just it was just like, well, I'm supposed to care, but I don't really care right maybe if i watch it again i'll care but the show didn't really make me care for them right yeah uh, fortunately for this show it, it made me care right so um i kind of learned this after the fact right so what it's about uh it centers or, or i should say i have to describe the process of what the show was made right so um carlos was pretty much trying to figure out um what his next film was going to be and through some circumstances in real life, he runs into this uh this spoken word showcase, right? Um, this showcase called Get Lit, right? Which is which is in LA as well, right? And he was just so amazed by these these young poets, right? And he was like, you know what? How about I just make a film, a slackers like film, about you guys? But the catch is that you're going to put input into what this show is going to be about. So, in a way, it's going to be about your experiences, the stuff that you, you know, you you draw your creative material from. You know, what I mean what you draw your inspiration from. But we're just going to capture all that into one film. And 
that in a way is what it is, right? It's these 25 individuals. And we just kind of just see in their lives as they just kind of intersect with each other throughout this D in LA, right? It is summertime D, right? And that in a sense is what the show is about. It, it, it's exactly that, right? So jumping into the review itself, right? Um, so again, so for me, um, I'm not the biggest fan of that sort of intersectional character piece kind of show, right? right. Uh, uh, unless you just give me characters that I care about um, or situations that are like, oh, you know what I mean? That, that, that's kind of interesting. Okay, okay. I would care. But, you know, with stuff like Slack, for example, I still haven't seen shortcuts. Um, yeah, 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 yeah you, you would, you, I just wouldn't care, right? Maybe if I watch shortcuts, I'll, I'll probably get it even more and, and enjoy it even more, right? But I never saw that show, right? But here, you know, again, you know, I mean, similar to Blind Spotting, um, it's a love letter to Ellie, right? So it's all these great um, external shots, you know, I mean, of buildings, of murals, of the people themselves, right? And you know, it's it's just a celebration of that 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 um, that you know of of Los Angeles itself, right? Right. But it goes even deeper now because you're seeing these characters, and they're very 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 relatable. You're kind of really not sure where the car- where the show is going, which is intentional, but you're just kind of watching things play out, right? So, case in point, where we're introduced to characters like Tyrus, right, who is played by real life poet um, Tyrus Winter, right, and he's just introduced with him and his um, two friends, and you know he he's he's a Yelp reviewer, right? So, <laughs> ever so often he just kind of goes on these Yelp tirades talking about, oh, you know what I mean? Why are you selling this 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 shitty piece of food for fifteen dollars and all that kind of stuff now? Yeah. And the sellers that he's just trying to get a, a cheeseburger, right? But it, it sounds super stuff. It just sounds kind of like, okay, that's that's it, all right. But later on, you kind of learn a lot about him. You learn that he was pretty much kicked out of his house because you know he's gay and all that uh, all that stuff. Right. Um, there's actually a really really powerful moment though, um, where you know he records himself on his phone just doing this this poem. Um, I think the name of it is called Home Part Two or something like that, right? And it's it's crushing, though. It's just, like, emotionally crushing. Yeah. Because, yeah, you really understand why he is the way he is, right? Um, not in terms of, you know, um, sexual um, sexual orientation, but just as a character, as, just as a person, as a human being, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it just kind of makes sense, though, but it just so incredibly, like, just emotional, though. And it's just raw, just, just those moments like that. Um, characters would oftentimes... Kind of like there's a couple of characters who will break out into song. For example, um, there's one moment. Sorry, there's actually like these two guys uh, who play rappers, right? I forgot the actual character names of the rappers themselves, right? But in this rather weird sort of progression of story, they get signed by this producer, and you know they they they, they have their 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 rap career pretty much kickstarted, and they go in and you know on on tours and all that kind of stuff. And all of this takes place in the same day. Right. As I said before, this takes place in one day. And you're literally seeing their 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 career just blow up in the in the course of one day. And you just kind of see them at the end of the day, just like, oh, well, this is what we learned, right? And it makes sense, right? Um, so yeah, you, you, you do get these sort of weird fantastical moments in it though. But it feels it doesn't feel like it doesn't take you out to the show. It just feels like it's all in this sort of 
you know, pastiche of just different emotions and experiences in, in Los Angeles. And and that's really what it is, right? It's just all these experiences has just kind of come together, but it's not like you're seeing everyone's experience and why everyone everyone is the way they are. Just kind of come off as just distinct individuals and you just kind of learn later on why they are who they are, right? And I was just totally impressed with the fact that, you know, um, a majority of the characters in this show, I should say that nearly everyone that you see in the show here are poets. Yeah. They, they, right, they, and, it. you know, they, they they literally just started off, you know, being this honing the craft at this um, work, workshop or, or showcase, whatever it is you want to call it. And now they now they actually like playing themselves you know what i mean on on the big screen and that's oh, that that's really amusing too you know yeah yeah and yeah like like they, they actually like pull it off though they, they actually are great but you know we can make the argument that you know yeah they're playing themselves right but you know you, you kind of cut like for me i was convinced at a point in time like oh they just you know first time actors or probably they have experience acting but it's more like no they just kind of have experience you know, performing in front of people, right? And, you know, I guess the, in front of a camera. So it's just translating that to screen and the scene, how it plays off, right? So, yeah, I mean, this is a very, very intriguing film. Um, it's rather experimental, though, uh, coming from a guy like, like Carlos, though. But it really draws a lot on what he did before with um, Blind Spotting. Uh, for one thing, cinematography, again, is just superb, just very top-notch. Um, you really get the warmth and feel of, of you know, the city of Los Angeles itself, right? Um, also, you know, I, I thought that the music was great as well. Um, there's, like, a few passages where characters, like I said, will break out into song. Or, like, there's a particular moment where someone actually breaks out into dance, right? This, right, this right. really unique dance sequence, right? But it, it adds a lot to what another character was talking about. I'm not going to see what it is, right? Um I, also, like the raps in particular, because remember, um, well, there's those two guys that I mentioned before. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're solid as well. I mean, nothing like that you'll see trending on YouTube, but in terms of like what the story is about or what they're trying to see about them, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, where they want to be just relatable and likable rappers, right? But they're trying to go against the green of what, you know, what you would expect in today's rap music. That That's all I'll say, right? And like, in real life, it will not play. It will not play out like that. But because of the will of the show here, where you know, literally, it's just you know, it's the illusion that dreams do come true, but then the reality of it as well too. So you kind of see the fantasy and the reality aspect of that, you know, belief, right? So yeah, you, you kind of see that play out with those characters in particular, right? And just you know, just everybody else just kind of kind of just bringing themselves out, just kind of revealing how they feel about themselves, about life, about love, about their identity and, you know, just the city um, themselves and, you know, what, what it means to, to be in a, a place like this, right? You know, uh, you know, city of dreams and all that kind of stuff, well, Hollywood to extent, right? And how it works or doesn't work for them. So that, in a sense, is what this movie is about, right? So in closing, this show is not going to be for everyone. Some people might find it uh, a little too on the, I don't want to say pretentious, but more on the, too heavily on the experimental side of things. Like, okay. all right, no. like, like we, 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 we just really watching characters just kind of just talk and, you know, just right, do po right. poetry and stuff. But it's more than that, though. It's, it's more than that. There's like actual little stories that go on and they kind of come together, though. And even like story-wise, it's it's very loose. Like you know, you right. can't really say that 
like even like intentionally, I say this intentionally, like story is not the biggest strength of the show, right? Uh, it, it's just, again, it's just these experiences kind of come together in this kind of unique way, right? Um, also, like I, like I said before, um, not the biggest fan of that style of, sc- um, you know, screenwriting. You know what I mean? The characters bouncing into each other and meeting each other later on. And there's not really right. much going on. It's just, you know, it's the day and the vibe and all that kind of stuff. But because it's these real characters, you know what I mean? These real people with real experiences, right? And you know, again, just kind of showing people that hey, it's it's not all cracked up as you know, not not it's not as cracked up as you might think. Like, oh, you think they're in LA and you know they they're doing poetry and they they're, they're popular to extent. So you think that oh, they 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 have it good, right? But not exactly. Like they still go through hardships and troubles, like you know the rest of us. So you know, it it, it kind of brings that out too, right? But it's how they deal with it that matters, right? They don't just give in or give up. You know, what I mean, you kind of show how they deal with it, right? And that's it. So, um, written wise, I'm gonna give this a strong four to five, man. Um, just want to say last thing. Um, this is a show that uh, I know for sure will um, pass people's readers for sure, right? I don't think a lot of people will be aware of it. Um, I actually saw this today, the time it's recording, because it actually like was, you know, it came out on VOD um, today, um, and I know that it's gonna just pass by people's readers rather quickly. Um, but I just I do hope that people do see it because um, this is one that I, I really recommend that you do check out. It might be for you, but I do recommend that you check it out. Though. This this was something special, man, and more people need to be aware of, of this. So um, Carlos did it again with this one. Um, I, I like that it's really different, but still similar to what he did with Blind Spotting. And um, right. I don't know what, what other you know love letters to Ellie in California we're going to get in the future, or if he's going to go on an even more experimental route. But this was something special, man. I think more people should at least be aware of it and you know show it some love, man. So yeah, recommend, highly recommend, sorry, checking out Summertime. Right, so moving on now to some TV stuff. Uh, let's talk about Tuka and Bertie Season 2. So, um, sure. Ricardo, if you don't mind, it's why you to do your synopsis for this. But before we begin, just a little pre-ramble. Um, we saw the first season when it, when it, when it, when it came out on um, on um, Netflix. Uh, we, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it as well. But this is yeah, yeah. us Solid basically... Tool, yeah. yeah, because we were huge fans of Bojack Horseman, right? So right. because it's from the same studio, it was just like, well, yeah, yeah I mean... saw Hannah Walter. Yeah, yeah, like, like I mean, we can't go wrong, like, you know what I mean? But uh, what, what, what was pretty interesting with this show here, and actually recap the first season going into this one here, is how light it is, like, but emotionally light to it is compared. But, yeah, not as rough as Bojack at all, right? But ever so often, especially when you're least expected, though, they will hit your gut punch, but yeah. it's not, it not as, it doesn't, Sting as much as say Bojack Horseman. Cause when they hit you, boy, boy, you feel them blues for like for days to come. It it that serious, right? But here is just like understanding these two characters, and it's just for, like for me how I see it was just like you know like if it just take a majority, they they, they just say like you take Broad City and Bojack Horseman and you put it in a blender and you just add yeah. a lot of absurd sight gags and stuff like that. That that's what Tuka and Bertie is about, right? I right. I loved Tiffany Haddish in this though. Her character yeah. Tuka was just hilarious though. Uh, her 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 bit with um, like one bit that that always stood out to me was uh, okay. So there's this sort of 
um, this stuck-up sort of British sounding dog. Um, yeah, you know, this Eddie who lives upstairs, right? And he 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 hires Tuka to like write this note for him about bottles. Like just that bit alone had me cracking up for for these. I love that, right? Yeah. But um, and you know, Ali Wong, of course, who plays Roberta as well. Um, who is you know ridiculously, um, you know, um, well, who 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 deals with like a ridiculous yeah. level of social oh, anxiety. No. Yeah, yeah and, neurotic, and I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, very, very neurotic. Like to I'd seen degree, right? And you understand why, right? And you know, Speckle, who's played by Stephen Ewan, right? Who is, you know, the, the architect boyfriend to to Roberta, right? And uh yeah, Ike Booty, right? And just the shit that he had to deal with in this relationship, right? So, you know, you just love seeing these characters and just all the shenanigans that they get into. But it's just how they will take this time to just explore the characters and give them depth and emotional weight, though. That really makes the show stand out. Even though at the end of the day, it's a lot of absurd humor, but you know, it it it, it, it works given the, the the characters themselves, right? I mean, it's a talking toucan and a song church, right? So yeah. I mean, come on, right? But um, last thing I want to say, though, I was really disappointed when I heard a few months later that um, the show got cancelled, right? And I right. was like, wow, like we really could have gotten a season two, right? So, fortunately, um, you know, Adult Swim was like, hey, you know what I mean? Let, 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 let's take this show from, from your hands, though. Let me make a season two. And we're going to get a season three. Hallelujah. They actually revealed that in the second to last episode here. Yes. But, yes, you know, yeah. Yeah, is w- what, what makes it weird, before we get to your thoughts, Ricardo, is that this is right up Adult Swim's alley because they yeah. are all about weird, absurd, apeshit, crazy animation. That is right up their alley, Tread. So, yeah, perfect home for a show like, like Tuka and Booty, in my opinion, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so Ricardo, thoughts on season one of Tuka and Booty, and then we could get yeah, into it. Yeah, I remember, I remember digging it. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, weird off the world, you know, off the world humor. Um, you know, a lot more absurdist than Bojack Horseman was. Uh, Hannah Walt has a real good sense of um space and movement for characters and how to make um, yes, visual humor, visual gags that works really well. And yeah, I just had a ton of fun with with what you what they was going for. Um, with that season one, and it had a lot of good, you know, emotional true lines to make it work anyway. So yeah, uh, yeah, dug the show for it was it was great. Don't like it as much as Bojack, but still up there. You know, it does its own thing. Right. So, yeah, Ricardo, if you don't mind, um, just just quick synopsis on what this, this season was about. Like, in, in right. A nutshell. So, second season is all about, it's more about, well, continuing the, the, the anxiety and the drama. Um, basically, what happens is that they're following up on the drama of, of well, they kind of just, you know, continue from the scenarios of part two. They just have their own, their own drama going forward. And then, uh, you know, they, they build from, you know, what they call she, Bertie, have her job, job in a mess and kind of annoying. She realizes that the guy who was her abuser from season one, he gets his own, like, I think I forget, it was basically his YouTube channel or whatever the equivalent of YouTube is in this universe. And they build from that. And then the yeah, main well, well, is that and more of a, of a new business, basically, Building right. off of 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 um, basically it's like right. an apology thing, like oh I'm sorry for what I did. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My, my, yeah, my, my stuff, apology. right? He's a he's a pastry chef, by the way. Right, yeah, yeah, right. He, he well, yeah. So he builds from that. He builds his career. Then Bertie gets into a relationship with a nurse because she keeps visiting her aunt, who well, the same aunt from season one. 
visiting her. Oh, you know, Tuka, Tuka, Tuka. Tuka, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Tuka, right. Um, visit, visit the aunt. The aunt say they, they meet, she meet this nurse and they get, she get in a relationship with her. Nurse kind of shitty and they have a whole certain uh, mole uh, arc with that. And then Stephen Yoon is obsessing about architecture because he has no freedom, uh, creative freedom. And that's basically the arc. Oh, and then, well, the whole narrative is that this basically like a, a slime mole or some type of fungus, you know, covering yeah. the whole city effectively. And it's basically... For, for, for reasons, eh? For reasons. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> a, it's a, it's a, the old subtext of it might be corporatism or, you know, um, gentrification or whatever it is. Basically just corporate culture buried the world. Uh, they have a big disaster um, at the end of season, season one. Sorry, at the end of the season three finale. And yeah, that's basically it. They, and they, they get into friendship and, and usually emotional true lines. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me with this. Yeah. yeah so um I'll 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 share my thoughts on, on the season here and then you know you'll get to your thoughts and then read it, right? Um it's very much what you would expect by now with the show here, right? Yeah. Um, it, it maintains the level of humor, the level of absurdity, sorry, um, the emotional moment to make sure that it's not, they don't, they don't come at you, you know, punching in the gut ever, every five minutes or so. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll come suddenly and, you know, hit, hit, um, hit, hit, um, hit you over the head ever so often, but in a good way in terms of like character yeah. development, right? I do like how the uh, how Tuka's character, particularly, was um you know how yes. how character progressed, right? Yeah, because, glad um, it a lot more on her this season. Yeah, yeah, because um the, the last season was more on Bertie yeah. and her social anxiety and why she was dealing with it, right? Um and in that particular episode, um this is episode nine of season one, we learn why. Um, they kind of hint at the fact that um, Tuka may be, you know, bisexual, right? Um, right. So, <laughs> I like that. They, they, you play, know, right. they, they pay that off, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, right. so, it plays off now. It, it starts off in this, you know, well, you know, Tuka is just the loud mouth. She's just like the, how, how to say it by, she's the life of the party type of person. So, she's just always just outlandish with her stuff, right? So, especially, so in her pursuit for a significant other, she goes about it in this hilarious bit, which plays out like this weird sort of um, reality show kind of thing. I thought that was hilarious. And right. in the process, she runs into this, um, like I say, this this news character, right? Um, yeah. And I, I, I like how that plays out as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but you do see how uh, what well, without spoiling much to how her character kind of become um gets dumbed down because yeah. you know, it's like oh why you're wearing these short shorts and why you're right, talking right. like this all kind of stuff so you understand why right and you understand from an emotional perspective why Tuka will go out of this way to 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 please this uh, her new girlfriend so that makes sense right, right. um. With Bertido, um, I, I like that, you know, um, well, for one thing, she she finally goes to uh, a therapist. So, you right. know, uh, points for her for that. Um, Dr. Juan, that, that's her name, right? And she's given all these suggestions and all that kind of stuff. And you see how she's trying to apply it to real life now. Um, and while, while like in the season here, that you, you really show how, you know, it it's just how their relationship uh, uh, is, right? And how it's <clears throat> being affected, you know, so with... Bertie being with um with this guy with um speckle all the time, Tuka kind of felt all alone, right? This is what they, yeah. they, they set up in the first season. So it's like, you know, I'm just gonna be all up in your face because I want love, right? Well, all of a sudden, Tuka finds someone, and now it's like, well, she's hardy with Bertie, right? So I like that they kind of flip it like that, and you see how it all plays out. Um, 
there's like numerous, you know, subplots. Um, that that whole moss thing was really weird, though. But I do agree. It it may it may allude, it, it, I, I have a feeling that it is uh you know a metaphor basically for gentrification and all that kind of stuff, though. Right. Um, just, yeah, that's general know. corporatism and corporate culture. But the, the, the thing was yeah. everywhere that it had a company, it had a this, it had a product, they had a fear. It's all that yeah. shit. Man. And it, it I, I, I really love, I love, um, and there's this this particular representative. Yeah. Um, and every one. time you, you kind of see, okay, so why does it, why does the moss do this? Well, it just says, well, it's moss because moss doesn't have any emotion because it's right. moss. You know I mean? yeah. So yeah. that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I said before, you know, I mean, Adult Swim is just the perfect home for this too because I feel like Pussy did this amp on did this did this amp up on the um, on the absurdity way. Yeah. Um, not too 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 much to make it like unbearable right but yeah though they they really make this thing as weird as possible right uh, to, to the point where kind of warning if maybe that's the reason why it was cancelled from from netflix maybe it was just too weird but then again if you had oh, stuff I, like um Bojack had, Horseman, Bojack, which yeah, exactly. managed to balance the weirdness and absurdity with the hard hit and drama and comedy then you know what was the problem although right. to be fair you know uh tuka had more absurd moments than Right. but still it's yeah. like but this, this one this one weirder because again to the, the plant people and all that kind of stuff man. And again yeah. the whole mosting <laughs> the whole mosting is is really really weird and funny but uh, as i said it started off strong the the true line of the emotions wasn't as strong as season one in my opinion i, I find i don't know okay. if it's a, i felt it could appear off that a little better uh, yeah um with um with with tuka yeah, like yeah. It, it works, but they just ended off real, real quick. But hopefully, they'll play. They will, you know, season three coming, so they'll pay that off. Um, right. But it was um, just I, like I think this was the same, this, this same issue that we had with the with the last season, where yeah. we just felt like you know the 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 final episode was just kind of felt rushed. Like we just yeah. kind of have to tap everything quick, 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 and then just end, right? Yeah. Um, I yeah. I did rewatch that that finale though, and I like it a little bit more though. But still, it did feel like they just have to kind of rush everything, make sure they tick all the boxes before we see. All right, we're done, right? And I felt like here with with the season two, it's the same thing, especially with with Tuka's relationship. I felt where we could have gotten a, a more emotional payoff. It's just like, well, that happened, so okay, whatever, you know. Right. Um. Yeah. That that's all. Just I was just feeling about it. It's just like, oh, okay, they could I do, they could I just do more with it. Um, as it is, uh, with with that with that emotional payoff. But it was just there. Um. But again, it's is it what it is you're doing with it in the end, you know? Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. So, um, in, in closing, though, um, now now that the show is is on is on Adult Swim, though, I think that it will get a wider audience, um, because yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's an audience for there's a place for for weird, absurd comedy, right? But, um, what what makes this show work in particular though is that you just have these two likable, I should say, lovable characters, right? And you know, they're just so real. Yes, I know they're they're talking birds, right? Whatever, right? But you know, um, you know, and you you, you just enjoy the hijinks. You just enjoy when they're together, how they bounce off each other. You could tell that both Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong, especially Ali Wong, just had so much fun. You know, mean doing this thing. Um, Stephen Ewan, though, like I don't know, like this knowing that you know he was nominated before for well, for Oscar for Minari. Um just hear them again do I just smile just like yeah wait this this guy just just on a roll but like 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 post walking dead you know what I mean he's just he's just having yeah. a blast right now but yeah. he was he just having the time there's, of his life right now you know there's one absolutely funny bit with him with, with a mustache that was hilarious yes 
That was pretty funny. They had a lot of great jokes in it. They did it. They do that. They do the like the SpongeBob Brennan Stimpy thing by saying, "Look at this close-up shot," and then they do this real, yes. real life thing. Little stuff like that. Okay, yeah, not good, not clever. Yeah. So um, I have to give the show points, boy, for just embracing its absurdity. Just like you know what. We 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 just gonna go all in with this, right? Because I mean, I would admit, like I would I would sorry, I would assume it's not easy to do stuff like this, right? So you know, just like with the first season, when it comes to the second season, if we just have like a, a minor gripe, though, is that not all the jokes land, right? Uh, more more of it is just reliant on, oh, this is weird. This is just look weird, ha ha ha. It's weird. Right. It's funny because it's weird, right? Ha ha ha. But. Sometimes it's like, well, no, it's just weird. Not really funny. But, I mean, but thankfully, because of the piece of the show, it just moves on to the next bit, to the next, um, you know, story bit and all that kind of stuff, right? So it works here. So uh, not much more I could say, man. I mean, rating-wise, um, you know, like four, four to five, man. Um, if you're finding first season, yeah, definitely check it out, though. But again... Adult Swim is just the, the perfect home for, for material like this, though. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how long this show is going to go for. Um, I don't think it should go any longer than, say, four or five seasons. Or like It, it should right. have like, the same amount, like, say, a Bojack, but then Bojack ran for, like, six, I believe it was, and then right. ended. Because, yeah, yeah it, it, like, I don't know if, they, if they're even leading up to a conclusion, like, well, okay, like, final full stuff. It's just, yeah. you know, daily life. So how, much, stuff, right? how much, how much, how um, much, thing had what do you call it? Um, this show. Bojack? No, Bojack. Um, how much this do you call him? Broad City had? Like four or five? Oh, um, about, um, about five, I think so. Yeah. About five, if I'm not mistaken. I, it's, it's, it, I don't know where's the arc exactly, to be honest. I don't know where it's going. Like with Bojack, it had a clear arc. Like we know exactly, what, yeah. where, where things going ultimately. Um, yeah. You know, it had a lot of roller coasters. Um, but I don't know where, where they're going with this one. We'll see. Um, the problem is 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 the nature of Tuka and how she gonna play out because she's like the X Factor character, and I don't know what they're doing with her. To be honest, no. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a solid season. I didn't love it. Um, same, I kind of put it rank it roughly the same as season one, as in it's good but not great, and they could do a lot more with it, but it's still good. Um, and I dig it for what it is. Um, so that, that is how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and last last thing I'll say, um, but at the end of the day, this 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 humor has to be for you, because eh? I yep. know like absurdist animation, um, comedic animation is not for everyone though. Um, some people might just watch this and just think it's just too weird or weird for the sake of it. But um, no, I I, I think that you know despite its weirdness, because remember again, it's Adult Swim, they could just go. You know, like like they've 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 just built a reputation of just going all in when it comes to weird shit. Like yeah, just look at the little promos that show, you know, we after the commercials, right? Like yeah, look yeah. at those, right? Like like you, you I, I haven't seen those things in ages, right? I'm like, wow, this shit just like well fucked up though. Wow, right? Yeah, only only recommend more this stuff funny though. <laughs> yeah. That one with 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 the, with the Freddy Krueger character, I forget I forget his name um, was just Scary Terry. Wow. Yeah, scary Terry's like jeez, <laughs> but yeah, that was hilarious too. You know what I mean? So Again, you know what I mean? Perfect, perfect home, man. So I, I feel like um, Lisa Hanawalt just probably had a blast here. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, I forgot to mention some too. The Emmy content, the TV Emmy con- content is slightly toned down a little bit more in right. this season here. Like, Well, because of Netflix, you didn't have to worry too much about, um, you know, <laughs> sent, uh, you know, um, overly censored stuff, right? So, like, you yeah. know, in the first season, you would see boobs, you would see, you know, just um, you know, characters would, like, literally, you know, 
drop f bombs stuff like that and stuff like that. Um, here, yeah, you know, they they bleep it, right? So I imagine if it does ever come out on you know Blu-ray, whatever it is, you'll hear everything. But I felt like you know, in terms of like the language, it's not as I don't want to say bad. I don't want to come off like some old guy like oh bad language. Oh. But it's right. it's not as noticeable in this season than in the first one. You, you could tell like she had to kind of play by. Cartoon Network's rules a little bit, so you know now it's more of a TV. Now it's a TV fourteen and a TV right. Emmy, right? So that's just something I notice. But it still doesn't take away from the humor and you know the the you know just the characterization and just the likability of these characters, right? So right. yeah, I mean if you're a fan of the first season, you will have a blast with season two. Um, if you haven't seen season two, then you need to watch season one. You can't jump into this one just so at all. It's not that type of show. You have to know these characters inside out to, to really appreciate it. And yeah, you should you should enjoy it, man, for what it was. You should right. for what it is, sorry. You should enjoy it for what it is. And last but not least, let's talk about the newest feature from Keon Byron, uh, okay. from you know, representing Trinidad. That would be after the apocalypse, only the strong survive. I've checked it out, right? Um I've I've checked the film I actually watched it uh, last night I was recording here. Um we we've covered his um his Bachak Man series and uh, by the way, we're actually supposed to be getting a Bachak Man spin-off, uh, which is coming um, very soon, or I should say coming soon, hopefully. Right. So, you know, um, look, look, looking forward to that for sure, because um, as much as um, there were errors, you know, especially technical, as far as, you know, the first two episodes of um, Bachak Man, um, I hope that, you know, this, this series here, which is called um, The Peacemakers, um, I do hope that they will be improved for the most part, right? So with this show here, right? Um, I, I actually knew about. I was hearing about this through the grapevine. I saw a trailer for this earlier on this year. I'm just kind of like looking out for it, just kind of curious to see, you know, how this how the show would play out, right? And similar to another show that we covered a few months ago called Infection and um, Blackland, this is right. actually the third locally made film that I've seen this year. To center on, well, the post-apocalypse, right? Right. <clears throat> but in this case, it's also, so again, it's a virus that, you know, impacts the world and right. kills a majority of people. But in this case here, it's not, you know, it's, it's well, okay, so um, I assume it's the same thing for Blackland, right? Because, you know, we only got so much with Blackland, right? Uh, but this case here, it's not like a zombie virus at all. It's just more akin to, well, COVID, right? That that right. that's what's all being hint. That's all being hinted at, right? Because characters for the show are rocking masks, you know, face masks and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's what it is. It's 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 a COVID. It's a COVID. I don't want to say a post COVID nineteen, but it's a COVID nineteen themed film, right? right? More or less, yeah. right? Which is which is a cool idea, right? So it's not the walking dead stuff again. We well, had that the problem is that everybody and their mother was gone, make something like this. I expected, but it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh wow, COVID nineteen. Okay, I mean, even yeah. Captain America scrap a, pl- a storyline because of that. Oh yes, yes, that's true. That's why we got six episodes, right? So, yeah. Um. So we are introduced to the character of Raven Hunt, who is played by Nakesha Nottingham, right? Um. Right. And she, you know, similar to, you know, shows of, you know, of this nature, or, you know, post-apocalyptic nature, sorry. Uh, she just kind of goes about her day. She's a scavenger of sorts. Um, 
But it just pretty much starts off with her just looking for her boyfriend, right? Right. Uh, because he's been missing. He he went out, you know, for supplies or whatever, but he has a return, right? So she goes out to, to look for him, right? And then she just runs into like these like just random gang members because we learn in this um this text crawl at the beginning that uh yeah, these vicious gangs are now ruling Trinidad, right? So, you know, I'll I'll talk about those gangs a little bit, right? And um she, you know, in, in, in the forest where she, not lives, but she lives nearby, actually. So she's walking about and she'll run into a character or two and, you know, she has to, um, well, not so much use her wits, but basically she has to fight them off, right? So, yeah, she she could she could fight. She could hold her own and, and that's cool, right? Um, she runs into someone who is dying, well, someone who is, like, beat up, like, brutalized, basically, uh, who is played by, by Keon himself. Um, this is like one of two appearances that he makes in the film, right? And he gives our hero a flash drive, right? She doesn't know what's on the flash drive, but we learn later on it has to do with basically the virus was a cure for cancer that was botched, right? So uh, yeah. So it's basically the same plot from two. From 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 what? Um we call it Will Smith movie. Oh, uh, I, I am legend. <laughs> I'm legend, yeah. 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 So, a, an, an individual by the name of Gunnis, she's right. the villain of the show. She's played by Sydney Ledger, right? Um, she is basically one of the scientists, or sorry, I should say one of the people who is involved in, you know, um, what, what she wants to do. She wants to kind of revert the, the, um, the virus itself so she could kind of, create a cure in a sense but more right. she just kind of wants to use this new virus in a sense to kind of gain control of the country in a way right so it's like that right she just wants control um we learned that she she came from humble beginnings actually this is actually a great moment in the very beginning where she's like at home and she's watching this old like 1930s uh or 1940s like warner brothers gangster film and it kind of adds a lot to who her character is now that now that i mentioned it to her because I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit right but yeah she's a big baddest you know she 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 yeah she's a big bajan in this movie basically and she has her own goons and basically they're just trying to find this flash right right so now that they know that uh homeboy actually give it to uh raven now they're trying to hunt her down right so in the process she actually runs into her boyfriend and we learn some stuff about him and we kind of learn a, lo- uh, a bit about the world of you know this this um this after you pop, uh, of this apocalypse itself right right and also in the process uh, she runs into another scavenger who also is skilled and know how to hold his own he can fight and all that kind of stuff and they form this sort of you know bond this sort of they they that's kind of team up basically right to kind of you know go after Gunnis and her goons and you know stop right there right true. so after the apocalypse boy. So, uh, as I said before, right, um, with my review of Batrack Man and Infection, um, it, it, it's quite fascinating that, you know, we're getting shows like this, you know, out, coming from Trinidad, you know, these really zero-budget um, films, genre films in particular. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just like, we, we're not even going to wait till the film festival comes out. We're just going to make our own thing, right? And if you don't like it, that's fine, right? And I guess, you know, in, in hindsight... I guess I don't, I'm not saying that they, that they, we we need stuff like this though, but 
if there's an audience fit, fine, right? But you know, the the, the question now is just um, not not so much who the audience is. It's just will the audience seek out stuff like that, and you know how the audience is being built, right? Um, can I remember last time with Batrack Man, you know, we we made the comparison with um Ansel Harris and um you know his Magnolia series and his Phil Ventures universe, you know, um brand, right? Yeah. But you know, in his case, he has a loyal following, right? So. Literally everything that he puts out, you know, from Magnolia to Blackland and hopefully Night Rogue uh, next year, whatever, uh, you know, I mean, people are going to be looking forward to it, right? But in the case of, of Keon, um, you know, with his uh, Visionaries um, productions, um, you know, I, I do hope that it is some sort of like um, uh, some sort of audience for his films, right? Because you know, he he basically just to jump in review here, he's basically sticking to his guns here. He's doing the stuff that he's been doing <laughs> ever since we saw Batrack Mando for better or for worse though. Right. Um there's like a little slight improvement here or there, um, especially with um with sound, especially with vocals. Um but you know, ever so often though, I, I, like I felt like he just kinda realized the same old tropes that he true that he did before. So Right. A majority of scenes take place in, you know, in the bush, <laughs> so to speak, similar to that first Batrack Man film, right? And then also there's the use of this this roof on this building in Port of Spain. And, you know, it's the same roof that he used in the second Batrack yeah. Man episode, I believe yeah. it was. Budget, budget, budget. Yeah, budget. It, it, it's a budget. We're going to have budget. Yeah, we can budgets. Yeah, personally, I, I wish that we got a little bit more variety, but, you know, again, budget, right? But it's just so noticeable because, you know, we, we, we saw those two batch of uh, man films, right? Yeah. I imagine people going into this will be like, yeah, but that's the same place, though. That's the same roof. Like, why? Well, I mean, it's, as, as it's, no stuff, I mean, complain about stuff like that is sharp. These kind of complaints, like, that stuff like that don't bother me. I mean, over time, goddamn Stargate used the same, same thing, the same forest same location, same forest, 12 times or whatever it is. Like, that'll bother me so much, you know, it's just, but yeah, at least make the effort to, you know, make it thing. But, I mean, if you notice it and you think, then I, then, you know, like that. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing, though, that, that I wish we, we got a little bit more of is a sense of the world of yeah. this, this show here. Because, all right, good setup in terms of the virus, right? Um, you know, gangs, rule the police, all that kind of stuff. Of course, we're not going to see you know, the Warriors levels, level type of gangs, if you understand know, so, I mean. Okay, so for those who don't know what I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. we see this bunch of, just tons of gang members and everybody has their own look and features and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, it, we're not going to get that, right? It's basically one gang that we see throughout the show here, right? Um, that will be Gunness's gang, right? And you have, like, her scientists and, you know, her goons, basically, that kind of help out, right? So there's no gangs per se, right? If you were to be like that, right? Um, but still, you would assume, right? Because it's a post-apocalypse, right? Like gangs. Okay, so so I'm I'm not gonna be this is this is that money night quarter um quarterback, right? But still, all right. In, in the logic of the world of you know post-apocalyptic sci-fi, right? 
you don't just create gangs for the sake of creating gangs, right? Usually it's to protect something or if you have some kind of resource or whatever it is, right? So whether it is, you know, water or food or maybe you have the cure, right? So if we are using COVID-19 as an example, I don't know, maybe you just have like, you know, these, you have vaccines now, but you have to like pay a toll or whatever it is. You got to pay X amount of cash to get that. And, you know, maybe I might have some people who don't want to go through that. So they, they want to probably kind of, get like infiltrate or get into into someone's tooth just to get a cure and they get right. killed right they get shot at like something like that would have worked though but it's it's but you're just kind of saying well we just have gangs because you know it's there's there's no governments and you know it's just lawlessness it's just like well all right no, but, i mean that's, that, you know, that's, i find you know, that good enough i can't believe i can't believe i defend it but i didn't see it so uh right. but again right. that, that, stuff like that, that Stuff like that is fine. Like you know, if once you once the government going through, it's fine. I mean, the government we have a government now, and we have a bunch of gangs already. So it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know, I know, but but yeah. but let's take it from from a world building perspective. There, like I, there should be a reason why there, there's there's all these gangs in this place. It can't just be well, there's no government, there's no police. Like all right, well, the gangs, but like, what what like okay, so if there's like it's like gang warfare like what are they gonna fight for you know what I mean so that's what I see don't want to spend too long on it but that's it's territory that's it. what it is I mean again I don't know if, if they build up the story because again I, I, I can't believe I'm defending that story that I didn't watch and you know especially given that I had a negative review of his work before yeah, uh, well, but, they, they, they didn't. That, that, that's the problem again. That. So right. I, I just couldn't help but just speculate or just wish that we got this right. a little bit more of, you know, the why, right? You know, so that, that it is what it is, right? Um, <laughs> let, me, let me talk for a bit about, about Sydney Ledger, right? So she really commits to this villain, right? Um, to the point of almost just like eating the scenery <laughs> in a sense, too. Um, I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. People chewing this in that's fine. Yeah, because yeah, she she is oh, bullshit like this, yeah. You need to <laughs> Yeah, because she 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 is delightfully over the top in this one though. Right. She's just delightfully evil in this one though. And to the point of you, you, you swear like you're watching some kind of like 80s schluck, some schlucky 80s action movie. And this is funny because I actually brought this up in my Batchak Man review, right? Where you know this kind of feels like you're watching some old film from the 80s, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, boy. And it's like um, but it's also, I I, I kind of compare all of these guys in the same vein as um, what do you call them? We used to use we used to do Zena and then back in the days in New Zealand and Australia. Oh, um, oh gosh, that, that's everything. You know, um, right? Rob, um, 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 sorry, uh, Robert Tappert and Sam Raimi, yeah, yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. The sense where you know it's this particular grandiose style to everything right especially with xena right um but yeah you know, she is just over the top though to you know it's it's, it's a kind of charm to do i must say like like it's laughable but not too 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 bad though. but it kind of adds in terms of the vibe of the show because um as as serious as the show takes itself at times though um, this is clearly the type of movie that you just have to kind of just shut your brain off and just have fun with it, right? However you want to have fun with it. And there's a place for that, you know, it's not a, 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 a you know, it's not a disorienting that. There's a place for, for stuff like that, right? There's a place for movies where you just kind of just want to shut your brain off and just kind of just have fun and 
just kind of laugh at the absurdity of things and you know just kind of go oh you know we were where characters get shot because yeah there were moments um unfortunately which were off screen but then again budget the characters get shot but nice you know stuff. like you're not expecting them to get shot now but because it's so brazen at times it's like oh like oh shit like it's yeah. you shoot a man dry so you know, it, it's like yeah. that right so the show really does play it off as oh my god this is how brutal this world is but i'm uh, sorry at, at times it's it's really hilarious right <laughs> but again it's the fun that you have while you're watching the show right and you know i mean i guess if this is the approach if this if this is what keon want to make fine but you know there, there has to be a, a loyal audience to stuff like this right or else yeah well i, I, like I imagine you just keep i imagine and, and, you know you just kind of wonder well how come people are watching my stuff but if people like this kind of stuff and they're really entertained by this then hey what what can i say right well i, I imagine that that's the case already i mean you know he's he's part of the we call it local wrestling or whatever it is so that's why i just kind of assume that he have that audience i mean not as big as ansel but you know it's still there and you're not yeah, working yeah. with Anzil anyway, so it's not like it's the same crowd. And true, not have like what you know, it's, it's all true on that anyway, so it don't really matter. Right, right, right. Um, so just a few things before I get to it, right? So speaking of Ansel, um, I, I did pick up on a few locations and a few shots that um I saw in Blackland, and it's funny too because there's a setup. I'm not gonna say what it is that that is eerily similar to what we saw in Blackland or what we could have gotten in Blackland, right? So you can kind of tell that okay, well maybe you're kind of working simultaneously on both shows, or whatever right, it is. Right, similar to each other. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, I just wish that it wasn't that noticeable, right? But that's just right. me. Um, yeah. Also, I forgot to mention too the the, the music. Um, it is you know stock music stuff. So, yeah. um, like in, in particular with with Gunnis's character. So there's like a few moments where she's being bad, right? There's, so there's like this one moment on top of a roof where she's talking down to her subordinates, right? And you're hearing this like gloriously over the top opera music though. It's like ha hear the horse ha 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 whatever it is though. Yeah. And it, it, it just kind of made this thing so laughable. But what I would say though, it it did feel a little out of place and a little slightly loud though, like just terms of levels yeah, that, though, because yeah, I can barely sense. hear what you see. Um also, just another nitpick. Uh, I mean, I know nitpicks, right? But that's something that I noticed. Let's see in this in general for when he makes films going forward. Right. Um, there's a moment where a character is being interrogated by a hero, and you were hearing WhatsApp notifications, dude. So, about yeah. Answer, why he was hearing it? Yeah, like I, I was, I was hearing that like, like two, three times. No, but so, why, just, why, just, why were we hearing that? Was he, was he easy? Well, it's not the character. It's it's not established that the character who's being interrogated has a phone. It's clear okay. that someone who is supposed to be quiet off screen has the phone mm-hmm. on, right? Song, so, uh, song on set. Yeah, it pick up. Well, because there's no um one sec, because there's no there's no um there's no EDR to this at all, right? So right. it wasn't as cool. like bad as say the the, the last Sorry, the, the second episode of uh, Batrack Man where you can kind of hear the hiss in the room and all that kind of stuff, right? Luckily, we do have that. But still, you have like a couple of moments where you just hear like off-screen um, ambient noise. Now. But that, that WhatsApp notification, though, almost took, took me out of that, that one scene, okay. though. So just, yeah. be, just be mindful next time. Kind of tell everybody to kind of have the phone on silent, right? So let's see it. Um, as far yeah, as they the... Can I, they can block out that song. I did. They couldn't block out that song, really. 
I, I don't know. You could have just yeah. simply tell the person to turn off the damn phone. That's that's all. <laughs> but anyway, um, as far as the, the, the hero goes, um, Raven, uh, I would say though the the the, the show um kind of slowly builds the type of character that she is though, right. like um, you know, like some like somewhere before the. Like when when the when the second act really kicks in, that's when you kind of see her actually fight and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, right. yes, they 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 give a reason why she kind of lets loose and you know throws you know kind of does punches and kicks and all that kind of stuff. Even shoots people in cold blood, you know what I mean, in self defense, so to speak. Um, but I felt like the build up itself because there's like an actual moment where a character kind of talks down on her. And that that moment in, in particular, I felt um, sh- didn't didn't work as well as all that. It was it was just kind of like to be this this sort of sleazy back and all moment in the show though. But yeah, I felt yeah. it didn't really work in terms of the character, like who the character is supposed to be. It was just like, oh, yeah. I just have to have this back and all moment, right? But it just didn't work. And then the payoff was like, oh, now nah, boy. But yeah, okay. seeing yeah. her kind of hold her own was was cool. Yes, you know they had to uh, use all, all the actresses. Uh, I'm not she... sure how old she is. Uh, probably in her. I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. So probably twenties or thirties. I'm assuming. Right? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, and to, to to be fair, I mean, it's that she's not as skilled in fighting like you know some of the other characters. Because yeah, you see, I assume some people from like I think it's the New Entertainment Wrestling League. So yeah, right. you see characters kind of flipping and doing, you know, doing their kicks and all that kind of stuff. So they had yeah, a kind of yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, those dudes, those dudes, those dudes, yeah, those dudes, pretty talented. Um, you know, they're yeah, a couple yeah. of them were like ridiculously good at that shit. Um, I, I don't know if, I, if he's still working with them, but like there's a guy hyperdrive. Yeah, that guy was amazing. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, but but it is quite noticeable that you know the the there are people who are more skilled in fighting than she is, right? Um, but you know, in, in terms of what it what they going for? It's just like all right, she could still hold she own. Um, they, they they do the thing, you know, similar to um similar to infection where you know I mean characters had to be rocking um you know tree lines, you know we so they had to be rocking cutlasses there, um and guns yeah. as well too. There's actually a really funny moment where a character say why why are they bringing all the guns for boy like like we go with cutlass, I go with cutlass, or we let me square off a cutlass there, you know what I mean? Right. So that was, that was a that was a cool moment. And also um as far as you know positives, um points for more colloquial dialogue, man. You know what I mean? So okay. the, yeah. you know, the characters kind of feel like, yeah, boy, like, what am I? You know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's the world. That, that's how it should be, especially as we deal with gangsters. So they're not going to talk standard English because, you know, we need to please the, the masses outside of, you know, traders. Like, no, we can't talk so, boy, because now we talk, like, what am I? Like, that's how it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, Oh, the story, like the, the the story plays out well enough. Like you know, we need start, middle, end, and stuff like that. There's a few drawn out moments. Um, you know, like a few scenes I felt could have been removed altogether. Case in point, um, a, a flashback scene involving uh, Raven and uh, you know, a friend of hers. That's all I say. Um, there's also a moment involving um, I, I, I should say Raven and her boyfriend, right? But then right. there's a moment involving a friend of Raven's and another woman, which I felt also should have been taken out as well. That added nothing to the show, in my right. opinion. Yeah, um, is our friend? Is our friend a Yawa? Whatever. You know, it, it, and it was just there though. Um, right. yeah. And it's also this. This includes it's also like a moment involving characters who are infected, but you don't. They, they, right. they have this little time spent on 
who they are and that's it like stop the show to tell us where how the characters get infected all the kind of stuff it's just they, yeah, they have it that, but yeah. and then they just go but it's just like well they just go so fast like well what's the point of having them there so it, it, it just again kind of comes off as it's more about the gangs than you know the virus right or you know how, how it's really affecting people like I, like i understand we work with budget but still you, you really have to establish the world of it right that scene stopped to give them a news report or whatnot but that's kind of show us how serious this thing is right like how if like let, let's just see if, if one of our heroes gets infected like what will happen you know what i mean like really raise the stakes you know what i mean um but you know it is what it is right so um if if you uh if you enjoy it like i would say it, it works in terms of this schlocky shut your brain off entertainment and that's not going to be for everyone for sure um definitely and yes you know um the 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 the, the hiccups the technical hiccups are noticeable but they're not as you know glaring as as before um fortunately right there's this this you know improvement right there's this slight improvement um you know particularly particularly if you compare it to like what we got with um with you know the Batchak Man episodes, right? But yeah. still room for improvement, right? So, you know, hopefully with the next films, you know, improvement, right? That's that's what we want. We want improvement, right? So for 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 what it is, um, and it being a film, it be the feature, I will give this a very light shade of five, man. It it's yeah, tight, yeah. it's tight for what it is, man. Um still, but you have to go in kind of knowing what to expect though. So don't go in expecting this. Again, again we, we talk about zero budget here right so yeah. don't, don't, don't go in expecting you know um exquisite lighting and you know cinematography and all see that, that, that stuff, right? men is forget that see the thing is don't fight on the whole lighting thing people forget that you could rely on natural lighting with your camera like Ansel Ansel nail it you know Ansel have a black magic 6k you know what you're doing because that yeah. relies entirely on natural lighting so you rather rely on bullshit because see once you once you do that whole digital thing in the in the classical sense instead of relying on on replicated film sorry you get trapped with the mess yeah so yeah and again it's a matter of how you look local, at it right? yeah so, local filmmaking yeah. is you had to rely on entirely natural light and you can't get out you can't get away from that yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah i mean it's a matter of how you look at this film right so if you're going expecting this to be some I don't want to say competent, but you know, just very well shot and all that kind of stuff. Like very well acted, all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's not that, right? It is what it is. You gotta kind of go in knowing that if that's not for you, if you just kind of watch a bit of it, it's like, nah, I can't take this way, then it's not for you. You know what I mean? But you know, if you're just willing to just kind of look past it and just just at least be entertained by it, and and not in a yeah, oh, this is so know. bad, ha 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 ha, right? But I mean, if you want to look at it that way, that that's up to you. That's your opinion, though. But for me, I just kind of saw it as okay. If this is the approach, if yeah. schlocky action films is you know key on thing, well, then find yeah, it. Know, uh, your what, thing. What I, yeah, what, what I don't want them to fall into the trap is the birdemic thing, right? Where you know birdemic me started too. off as taking taking itself seriously, then they try to do part two, and well, we lean in into it, and it's a dumb joke this time, and it's like uh, yeah, but like if you're you know, you don't want any, you you want to laugh with people instead of people laughing at you. All right, fine. Um, yeah, but not just for the sequel, but just how the birds were included in that first movie, though. And then expecting no, people to be like, wow, I want people to take this seriously, guys. Because right. it's about global warming, guys. But look but at the them. One, look at the, the birds, one, though. Like, look the at that. Like, film. there's no excuse. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, well, I was saying the first film had the problem of, the first one took itself seriously, but the sequel 
they decide to like laugh with laugh with itself now. And, but that, yeah, that yeah, end up that, feeling, um, no. yeah, that end up feeling too. And I don't know, I, I, it had movies in the 80s that you could do, yeah, that's, but you had to do your creature feature stuff and spend your money on that. Now. Like, like, um, what are my favorite movies? The Treat Williams, Dead Heat, stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, Dead Heat, yeah, 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 classic, yeah. Classic, but you had to you had to get creature feature stuff, and what what kind of annoying man is that they should really sit down and get local like makeup people and things to really like build some interesting stuff now. Like yeah, we live in carnival country, guys. Come on, you know you could get all of that stuff, you know, done. Now. You don't know who to look for and then make your sets and whatever it is. But it it I ain't getting any of that. I ain't see this one, so I, I can't judge particularly. But from a judgment of the last thing that Kion did, I was pretty underwhelmed with, with the with the you know the strength that you're not gonna do. Trinidad used strength is, you know, costume stuff. That is what we could do. I'm really good at that. Um, you know, we have a, literally a multi-billion dollar local industry based on that we think. You know, I must know, have people, right? You know, as you're talking about it, you know, I was actually thinking like the same thing for years now. Like, you know, like why haven't, because remember the beauty of, you know, um, cinema of different, you know, countries is that it can kind of take what it is is distinct to you and make it work, right? So case in point, yeah. um, you know, Hong Kong action cinema, just taking that style but adding it to action films, right? Or Japanese right. Um, cinema, like taking, you know, Japanese theater and um, applying yeah. it to their content. So if we're good at Carnival, like why why haven't we took, you know, taken that, that what we love, you know what I mean? Um, you know, well, not just we, music, we but you know, costume design and whatnot, and apply it to a film. Like, it, it, I mean, if all the way to for me to do it, I mean, <laughs> we have, no, we have done this already. But I, I just, I didn't think it was the best. Um, you know, yeah, but that's not, not to that's the level that you know we just put every year to, well, except for this year, um, to to like our carnival shows, though, you know. But no, well, it's, it's, it's where the money, you know, it's where the money is. But my saying is right. that we already had films that did that, and Trinidad, I'll straight up say Trinidad is less of a film culture, more of a theater culture. Like we that's see, true. our theater mm-hmm. stuff is our theater stuff is great. Um, in terms of take, you know, we had the lead great, you know, um, they call him. He was Chukong. Chukong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stuff like is we 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 know that we just we need to make the thing with film is that film have to spell. We had to spell out a, a particular aesthetic with film, and we didn't really do that yet. But the thing is, we had we had a film that did it. It's just I didn't think the execution all that all that hot, and that was um, Basudina. Basudina. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So right. kind of cover the, the gamut of, of Trinidad influence and culture. Um, it, I get what they was trying to go for. It's just, you know, it didn't really pan out all that well, especially the Tudak at least, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, that the Tudak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. Everything else was, I thought, was normal. Like, it was normal. Everything, just the Tudak, they messed up on. I wish you could right, do, right. Uh, get a chance to do that over. They had more time, however it is. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know. But, but, right, I, right, but, but I'll just say, that's just, 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 a, just a wrap-up, right? So, um... I would say, you know, if if you are really, really, like, if you're really, like, nitpicky in terms of quality, then this isn't going to be for you at all, though. But in terms of, all right, I could I could see where you get that, man. You know what I mean? If, if I just kind of shut my brain off for a bit, you know, and just enjoy it for what it is. I mean, however serious, you know, you want to take it, then, you know, yeah, you'll appreciate it, right? But that's including, though, um, you know, that's, that's kind of, Continuing what I said before about you know there's a fascination with how things are going with um with these new crop of films right, I just hope that at the end of it all though, it's really about kind of establishing something of of value and longevity right. So 
you know, like, like it's cool if you want to, like, if you have an idea and, you know, I just want to make an action film because, you know, I want to make an action film, right? But still, you know, it it, it, it has, like, I, I just don't want it to be, oh, I just need it because I want to make it, right? It has to be like, all right, I want to get better at it. And then, you know, I'm just eventually going to get better. But the films themselves are going to get better. And, you know, people are going to be talking about about our stuff as a local film. You know what I mean? As a Trimigonian stuff, right? Um so I just do hope for for Keon and his team know that uh, not 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 saying that they, they they should have some kind of plan lead out as to what it is they're gonna do for the next five ten years, but at least they have a goal with these films, right? They're not just making it just because they want to make a film, uh, make a no, film, or they want to have again, you know their own production studio with a whole bunch of films. That's all. Just just wrap it up. But like, no, this is where we want to take films, right? If you if you know we we really want to show you all that. We could make whatever type of films. Well, not every type, but whatever type of films we can, we can make it down here, regardless of genre. Once you have the the, the great idea and you know the energy and the the cast and crew involved, we could do this thing, right? And you know, inspire other filmmakers down here to pretty yeah. much do the same, right? But I just hope it's not just a fly by night. Oh, I just want to make a film because you know what I mean. I just hope that there's yeah, some yeah. sort of I'll, I'll say, yeah, 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 about, yeah. I'm finished to, to kind of uh, kind of shut down and think. Yeah, they, they already they kind of already have that because again they could do the WWE films thing because they have a wrestling organization that could have spent right. a lot of money on that. That is pretty much it. It's it's already there and it's it's in the it's in the um it's in the structure. You know, right? They could already do what they want now. Um, in that sense, now. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they they already there. Just the whoever the company whoever it is um I forget the name, but the the people in in Tunapuna Takarigo whoever it is that place. Right. Um, yeah, they, that they already they could spend the money, you know. Uh, right. um, yeah, just get, get some cameras. They could instead of focusing on the wrestling stuff, you do both, you know. You do the mm. live shows and then you you do the film thing. Much like the WWE, WWE take a hot minute to make movies, and when they started making movies, they made a couple of okay ones, um, okay ones, right? Yeah, oh, okay ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, that, that that's from WWE. That's not bad. That was okay. Yeah. All right, just get a little bit of talent and local, local, some local film people. And you know, you, you need a, you need a little bit of impurities for the ice to form around, right? If you understand that, like Bretta for. So you just whoever could, you know, get the money and make it work now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, those were my thoughts on after the apocalypse, only the strong survive. I'll put the link to this in the description. And I mean, yeah, I mean, give it a, give it a look. You, you may like it or you may not, but. At least, you know, just, you know, check it out. You know, we show all support, show all love. And, you know, here's, here's, here's hoping, um, you know, that, that Keon um, continues, you know, um, his filmmaking career. Not just with Batchak Man, but, you know, with other films as well, though. Right, and, right. of course, uh, he, you know, just improves on his craft, though. And, you know, that, that's all we have to say, man. All right. So, with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Um, but at R-M-E-D-D-Y, that is at R-M-E-D on Twitter or R-D-M on Twitter and type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right. On Twitter, you could find me at BBB Radio Pod. On Instagram, you could find me at Matt Bailey BBB. On YouTube, you could find me at BBB Radio. On Facebook, you could find me at BBB Radio Podcast. Um, that is where you find the link to this podcast as well to this episode of this podcast here, as well as the BS Beats and Bailey podcast that we've done before and retrospect reviews. And there's stuff to look forward to. Well, there's um, there's Mortal Kombat Legends, Battle of the Realms. Um, I do okay. hope that yeah. we could get to see Shang-Chi in, in a cinema because they're coming out on Disney Plus 
till like afterwards. So, you know, because of that drama with, with, with Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah, like we, we have no choice. We have to see it in cinema or we have to wait till it comes out online. Yay. So, fingers crossed, right? Um, also, Rick and Morty season five is supposed to be wrapping up soon enough. Uh, also, uh, Legends of Tomorrow uh, season six. Haven't even right. started watching that as yet, though, but I waited for it to kind of somewhat wrap yeah, up and then I could too. jump in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I don't know when. Um, flash level bad, but that'll be good, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when, but um, well, I'm going to take in finish off season two for Ted Lasso. I don't know when that, I think that will finish soon. Um, is, is Ted Lasso good, though? Because I still great. haven't even I love, on it. absolutely love season one. I thought it was great. Um, oh, okay, it, so it's worth it. It does us as it caters us as an aesthetic that uh, most people may not like, like or at least most of my friends may not like, which is the the optimistic, you know, optimistic, you know, this kind of almost toxic optimism kind of thing. You know? uh, but <laughs> it works. It works for what it is. Um, okay, uh, I, I kind of get the sense of what to expect with the show. Right. right, but I I really like it mostly because um, we call him um, Jason Sudeikis is is hilarious and like yeah, I, I was a big boss. Yeah, as a big fan of him from from the days uh from SNL days and you know all his other stuff, so, and he's great. Totally fits in this. So yeah, I I dig in it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and one more thing, um, I forgot to mention this with the Spider Man review, right? So, I was under the impression because of the CinemaCon stuff that um you know because these other studios were dropping trailers that we've gotten to see something, right? But you know, erroneously, I thought that we would have gotten the, the trailer for Matrix Four because yes, that actually made its premiere um in, in CinemaCon, right? But right. I guess the whole Spider-Man trailer dropping on Monday was because of that leak that happened the night before, right? Right, right. But right. still, um, Matrix Four uh tra- trailer should be coming out soon enough. Um, right. I, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, and, we haven't seen uh, anything from that, so I don't oh, know yeah. what the hell going on. That's what's coming out just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By by year's end, I think it's right after right after um, No Way Home, right? Right. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, when when it comes up, you you um, you can definitely expect to to hear our thoughts on that, like for sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This was Machi Bailey and Ricardo Medina, and we are signing off for another episode of BS Pizza Bailey. So till the next one, take care, stay safe, and out. Happy early Independence Day. It'll be independent what time you hear this. Peace. Yes. Mm-hmm.